Welcome to Tales of Ghost Towns of the Old West. I'm your host, Kit Crum. Today, we talk about Land's End. Now, this is a ghost town indeed, but I deviate a little bit from the classic out west crumbling ghost town. Land's End for this story is located at 37.7739 latitude and 122.25 degrees longitude. It's positioned in both the northern and western hemisphere. Give you a hint here. It's located in the western region of the United States that bordered by the state of Oregon, Nevada, and Arizona, the country of Mexico, and the Pacific Ocean. Give up? Well, the state this is located in is California. Land's End is a rocky, windswept shoreline at the mouth of the Golden Gate in the northwest corner of San Francisco. But it wasn't always that way. Long before Europeans arrived in North America, the Ohlone tribe lived at Land's End in seasonal settlements. Here, at the ocean's edge, they found everything they needed. Hillside springs gushing with fresh water, trees and brush for shelters, and easy access to the shore where they fished and hunted for otters, sea lions, and seabirds. The Spanish settlement of San Francisco, which began in 1776, ended the Ohlone traditional life at Land's End. Under Mexican rule, this rugged section of coastline was part of a large land grant called Rancho Punta de Lobos. After California joined the U.S., the only visitors to this secluded and inaccessible area were naturalists who braved the long journey out to the coastline to observe marine life. After the gold rush, San Francisco's population exploded, and the downtown became very crowded with new buildings and neighborhoods. And real estate developers looking for new ways to make money saw what they is now called Land's End and its unparalleled beauty as an excellent place for a new restaurant and overlook. Entrepreneurs designed the new Cliff House as a fashionable resort for a wealthy and encouraged uh, San Francisco's people to travel out to the city's edge. To help people get to this far-off place, a private company constructed a brand-new road called Point Lobos Avenue, making travel to this picturesque and rural place much easier. By the 1860s, a horse-drawn stagecoach made the trip every Sunday from crowded downtown San Francisco to Land's End. During the 1880s, millionaire Adolfo Sutro purchased property at Land's End and dramatically transformed the area into a popular seaside destination. Remember, this was 1880. Sutro strongly believed that all San Franciscans, rich or poor, should take advantage of Land's End's beauty. To provide inexpensive transportation, he constructed a passenger steam train that ran from downtown San Francisco to Land's End for the affordable fare of five cents. Again, remember, this is 1880. Sutro designed and funded the elegant Sutro Heights Public Gardens, the famous Sutro Baths, and the 1896 Cliff House, which replaced the original building after it burned to the ground. It's as if a spirit protects Land's End. The Cliff House burned to the ground three times. Once was all it took to destroy the world-famous Sutro Baths. They burned in 1960. Condos that were under construction on the same site, they burned to the ground too. Today, people visit Land's End and are never seen again, and the number of suicides climbs every year. 
The National Park Service has rebuilt Cliff House, but sadly there is nothing left of the sutral baths. Still the ruins are worth a visit. The tunnels that were used to direct ocean water to the three indoor pools are still intact and said to be visited by a beast that crawls from the water and into the tunnels for shelter during storms. And it's suggested that if you visit the remains of the sutral baths or the tunnels during the daytime, it's said that a local satanic church wanders the ground by night. Land's End was produced here at Night Owl Sound Studio and brought to you by Book Savvy Studio and Owl Creek Press at owlcreekpress.com. Check it out. I'm your host, Kit Crumb. Thanks for listening.